Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to our study in the book of Proverbs today. We are in chapter 4, verse 20 through 27. Uh, It's going to take us a while to get through all of this. But I I just want you to know, as I was kind of reviewing this, um, it it was exciting to see the way it breaks down. And I think that if you will really pay attention, young people, this can really be helpful for you. So let's read, beginning in verse 20, chapter 4, Proverbs. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor the left. Turn your foot from evil. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And remember, I'm not to be praying alone. If you're watching this video while I'm praying, please pray. Father, thank you for this day. And thank you for the great privilege that we have of possessing your word, Old Testament and new. What a privilege. And Father, please help us to be diligent students of the word, that we might grow in conformity to Christ, that we might be pleasing to you, O God. Lord, I especially pray for the young people who are watching this video that there would be a sense even of fear in their hearts, not paralyzing, but motivating, a fear that cautions them, that they would realize they live in a fallen world, that there is one who is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. That this is a difficult place full of snares and traps. Oh, Father, help these young people, first of all, to know Christ. What does anything matter apart from Christ? To know Christ and then, Father, to know his word and be guided by it. Help us now, Lord, to speak the truth clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of this sermon is Pay Attention. And uh, I know if you're a young person, you've heard that about a million times from your mom and dad, probably also from your teachers, pay attention. We have a problem, don't we? We get distracted and it's usually, usually we're not distracted by that which is important, but we're distracted by the trivial, that which does not matter. And remember young person, we are stewards 
of not only the Word of God, but every moment of our life. We are to live it in a way that makes us most productive for the kingdom of heaven. Now, in our text, we read verses 20 through 27, and it breaks down in a wonderful manner. So, I just want to break it down for you. It says, pay attention to what? Well, first of all, God's word, verses 20 through 22. Then pay attention to your own heart, verse 23. Then pay attention to your mouth, verse 24, because the mouth is going to reveal what's in the heart. Then pay attention to your focus. Keep your eyes focused. And then pay attention to the path that you are on. Now, in this lesson, we will probably just get to pay attention to God's word. This is where it all starts. This is where it starts. Because if you do not have the knowledge of God's word, you won't be able to do any of the other that's prescribed here. How can you discern what's in your heart or correct your heart if you don't know God's word? How can you determine what you should speak and not speak if you do not know God's word? How can you know even what to be focused on if you don't know God's word? And then how can you choose the right path? And how can you walk upon that path with discernment apart from knowing God's word? You know, um, one time my wife was teaching a group of young university students, and I think it was in the country of Romania. And one of them, after about three days, said this. Said, Chato, that's my wife's name, it seems like every time we ask a question, you have the same answer, that we need to spend more time in God's word and prayer. Why is that? And she said, well, because you need to spend more time in God's word and prayer. It all starts here with the word of God. You skip this step, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. So pay attention to God's word. Let's read verse 20 through 21. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, here I want to start off by just looking at my son, my son. Um, young people, uh, you're not married. You don't have children. It'd be hard for you to understand this. Um, sometimes at night, I'll get up in the middle of the night and just go look in on all my children, uh, especially my two young daughters. My big boys can take care of themselves. Um, it, a parent's heart, um, in a normal situation, we'd have to say that a parent gives their heart to their child. And a parent truly wants the best for their child. They want to keep them from harm. They want to protect them. And then the positive, they want them to prosper and to have wonderful lives. And, and we can see this here almost every time a father speaks. My son, my son, my son. You know, when I look at the church, uh, people I don't even know, and I, when, I, when I look at lost people and I talk to them about the Lord, uh, an affection comes out of me. I, I want the best for them. When I talk to other Christians, I want the best for them. But oh, when I talk to my children, these are my children, I want the best for them. 
Now, another thing here that's really important is uh, if you're a parent, one of the greatest ways you can show genuine parental affection and concern is by teaching your children the Word of God. Because apart from that, apart from the gospel and then the wisdom that the Word of God gives us, your child's life is never going to be what it should be. Never. Never. Parents, we have an obligation to study the word because here something that's also very interesting. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ears to my saying. That's because the assumption is made here that the father's words and his sayings are according to the scriptures. They're not just quaint sayings. They're not just wives tales. They're not just stories. They're not just experiences or human opinion. It is assumed here that the father's words are in accordance with the scriptures. Now, let's go on. Pay attention to God's word. First of all, he says, my son, give attention to my words. Give attention. It's also translated pay attention. It's also translated be attentive. It's also translated attend to them. Deal with them. Respond to them. Um, it's, it's funny, the word attention in, in Latin is ad and tendere, which means ad means to and tendere to stretch, to stretch to something, to reach out for something. It's to apply one's mind and energies to something or someone, according to the Oxford Dictionary. So now let's apply this to the Bible. He says, pay attention to my word. It means apply your mind, apply your energy to understand it. You know, that's one of the problems today with video games, uh, even kind of video games that don't have killing in them and and bad immoral things. It, it's just um, it's this thing about immediate gratification. If you want to build something, you can just build it. You don't have to really work at it. You don't have to really swing a pick or a sledgehammer or study architecture. You, you can just you can just do it. You, you don't have to work in order to participate. In order to accomplish something, and, and that just doesn't work with scripture. It really doesn't young person. The idea here is to apply your mind, apply your energy. You know, I was a farm boy and um, raised on a farm, working cattle, training horses, hauling hay, working from sunup uh, to sundown. And um, and I can tell you something, it's hard work. But there's a harder work. It's the work of the mind. It's submitting the mind. It's applying the mind to the scriptures in order to know. Do you think that people who know a lot about the scriptures, it just happened to them like that? It didn't. It was years and years of study. And I'm not just talking about ministers. I'm talking about fathers and, and husbands who maybe are engineers or welders or, or ditch diggers or farmers, but they've recognized their need of the word of God. And what do they do? They apply their mind and their energy. I know lay people who have to be at work at six. They'll get up at four just so that they can have about 45 minutes in the scriptures. They know it's worth the cost. So he says, give attention. Now, I've written down here, imagine how a servant attends the master of a house. 
That's something to think about. He listens carefully to the master's directives and responds in active obedience to everything he says. Now let's look at the order here. Because it doesn't matter how active you are. It really doesn't matter how active you are. If you're not doing the right thing, your activity is just going to get you in a whole lot of trouble. So it says, a servant attends the master of the house. First, he listens carefully. He listens carefully. What is the will of the master? He must not only hear it, he must understand it. And then he must respond in active obedience. I'll tell you a story. Um, if you live on a farm or a cattle ranch, uh, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is summer break. Why? Because you work day and night. And I remember when I was about, I don't know, I was 10, 12 years old, um, my dad told me, got me up one morning before he left for work, and he said, uh, I want you to go cut such and such field. It's ready to cut for hay. It's dry. It's higher than the other pieces of land we have. It's drained off. It's dry. We can cut it. We can rake it in a day, and we can bale it up, haul it in the barn. So um, he told me what field, and I thought I heard him correctly. Well, I worked out there all day. He left for work at about 7, got back at 4.30, and uh, he came out there, and boy, I thought he'd be proud of me. I had cut that field. Uh, no, I hadn't. I'd cut the wrong field. And instead of being very pleased with me, my father was very angry with me because I did not pay attention. So when we talk about the Word of God, the first thing you have to do is you have to pay attention. You have to interpret correctly. You have to apply it correctly. You have to pay attention. Verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. And then he says, incline your ear. Literally, it means to stretch out your ear. Listen attentively. The NIV says, turn your ear. Have you ever been, um, I'd be, be out hunting with somebody, you know, and someone say, hey, look at that deer, and I, I can't see it. They said, over there. And what do they do? They point, and then they go like this. You lean in. You, you want to see it. It's the same way if someone's talking softly or you have to listen to something and someone else is trying to interrupt you. What do you do? You turn your ear towards something. Again, it's activity. The expenditure of energy. It shows that you want to know this and you're going to do what's necessary to know it. So um, he says, stretch out your ear. Now, something that I've written down here that's really important. He is not talking about an apathetic or passive waiting for the word to come to you, but you stretch out to meet it. Do you know, it is, and I talk a lot about this, it is your pastor's responsibility to teach you. Do you know, it is your father and your mother's responsibility to teach you. But let me tell you something. Um, sometimes we just need a kick, a kick in the pants, don't we? Because it's also your responsibility. And on the great day of judgment, you're not going to be able to blame father or mother or even preacher what have you done? How have you stretched your ear out? How have you gone out to meet wisdom? How have you gone out to find wisdom, to know more of God? You see, that's why the Bible says, press on, press in to know the Lord. It's work. It's an expenditure of energy, and there's not immediate gratification. 
you read some books of the Bible, like Leviticus, you read it several times and you're still not really getting what's this all about. It requires hard work, but it's worth it. Because only in the word of God do we find the gospel and only in the gospel do we find life. Only in the word of God can we grow. Only in the word of God can we avoid many of the pitfalls in this fallen and sinful world. Not apathetic or passive waiting for the word to come to you, but you stretch out to meet it demonstrates that you recognize its importance. It demonstrates a true desire for the truth so that you might live according to the will of God. You see that if I tell you, look, I have just made a, you know, one of those wood kiln oven baked pizzas and I, I stretch it, stretch out to hand it to you, you're probably going to stretch out to receive it. And if I say, you know, I just found this exotic tarantula from uh, the country of Laos that's one foot in diameter, here it is, you're probably going to go back. You don't want it. Well, how do you react to the word of God? Do you react stretch forward? Do you actually initiate your study? Because you not only recognize its importance, you desire it. Or are you apathetic? Like, mm. or do you just don't want to hear it? You reject it because it contradicts your lifestyle or it contradicts your autonomy, your self-government. All right. Now, he says in verse 21, uh, do not let them depart from your sight. Now, this is very, very important. So let's just really work through it. Literally, do not let them turn aside from your sight. Do not lose view of them. Now, when you're out hunting and you first spot an animal, especially if it's a white tail, but even more if it's a, um, a turkey, I'm not kidding you, young people. You can sit there, especially when you're in forest and there's no sun breaking through or it's early morning or later in the evening and you see a deer and you've, or a turkey and you've got your eye on the thing and it disappears while you're watching it. I am not kidding. It just goes back into the brush a little. It blends a little. There's no light that I mean, it's literally you're keeping your eye on it. I'm not talking about you see it, turn away, try to get your bow adjusted. No, you've got your eye on it and you reach down and the thing just seems to dissolve. And you you've really got to work. You've really got to concentrate. Where did that thing go? And sometimes you're just sitting there looking and looking and looking until you literally think your brain's going to pop. Well, if we're going to do that for a whitetail that's only going to provide enough meat to feed a family of five for about a month, how much more? The Word of God. And again, let's go back to this. You tell me, if you're a, a young person, especially a young guy, and you tell me, oh, but it's, it's so tiring. You know what? You just need a high five in the face with a chair. Why? Of course it's tiring. Of course it's difficult. Life is difficult. All the good things that you need to acquire are difficult. 
especially the spiritual things are extremely difficult. And that's the difference between those who go on with the Lord and those who don't. The ones, both of them have the same difficulty, but one of them recognizes, I have to have this. Where else can I go? The Christian life isn't easy, but there's no other option to knowing God. None. So he says, do not let them depart from your sight. Now, here I want to emphasize something that when someone is teaching us, we need to train ourselves to listen. In our church, we have what's called the reading of the word, the public reading of the word, and it's usually a chapter. Sometimes it's two chapters. So the, the, the pastor or one of the elders will stand up and read. And you know what? I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I'm a gray haired old guy. I've been doing this for over 30 some years. When I know it's the public reading of scripture, I kind of have to prepare myself. I have to concentrate. I know how quickly my, wa my mind can wander. And so when people are teaching us, when they're reading the word or they're expounding the word, we need to discipline ourselves. And if you say, well, it's difficult. Yes, it's difficult for everyone. Once you realize that, then you realize, am I willing to pay the price that others pay who do listen? So discipline yourself to listen. But it's not just in hearing, it's also in reading, in reading the God's word. God's word. I know what you do, all right? You read one chapter of the book of Proverbs, and if someone were to say, you know, tell me what you read, sometimes you wouldn't be able to tell them anything you read. I understand that. Same thing happens to old people. Then you go back and you do it again and again and again. Why? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. There's no other option. Know the word of God or perish. I don't know. I think I may have used this illustration before, but when I woke up from my heart attack, they had put this machine on me that beat the living daylights out of me to get my heart started again. It felt like it wasn't the case, but it felt like every rib in my body was broken. And you know what? It was horrible to breathe. I'll never forget that waking up just just to breathe in and your ribs expand. How much the muscle and the whatever hurt so much. I did not want to breathe. But there's only two options, aren't there? Breathe or die. It's the same way with you. Learn to concentrate and listen. Learn to gather in what you read, comprehend. There's no other option. So it's worth the work. I, I want to read um, we are not just to keep on hearing God's word, but we're to keep it at the forefront of our mind. Listen to Deuteronomy 6, 8, and 9. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. What is he saying? The same thing I was saying with that hunting illustration. I'm looking at that deer. I'm going to keep looking at him. I need to know where my arrows are, my bow, everything else, because I don't want to take my eyes off of that deer, because if I do, I'll lose them. Do you see that? And the same thing he's saying here, look, don't just read it. Reread it. Memorize it. Talk about it. Think about it. 
Meditate about it. Because your life depends on it. Now, let's go to another text. Listen to this text in Deuteronomy, and this is about a king. This is about a very, very busy king. It says this. Deuteronomy 17, 18, 20. Now it shall come about when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself a copy of this law on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. It shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by carefully observing all the words of this law and these statutes that his heart may not be lifted up above his countrymen that he may not turn aside from the commandment to the left or the, the right or the left so that he and his sons may continue long in his kingdom in the midst of Israel. Look down at verse 27 of chapter 4 Proverbs. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. How can we do that? Through reading God's word. But look at what it says here. This king, who's going to be very, very busy, he has the obligation to copy out by hand, to make a copy of the law so that he can do what? So that he can sit it on a shelf or put it on the coffee table? No. It says, it shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life, every day of his life. It doesn't matter how much you ate last month. If you haven't eaten since then, you're going to be very weak. We must eat every day. And like the king, the only way the king could lead in a manner conformed to the will of God was through reading the word of God every day and paying attention to it. And the only way you and I can obey God in this world is to do the same. Now, so far he says, my son, give attention to my words. He says, incline your ear to my saying, do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. The meaning is that we should internalize the word of God through hearing, through reading, through memorizing, through meditating and through applying it actually living according to it. So we take it in by reading it. We memorize it so it stays with us. We meditate upon it. But something else that is so very important is you only really truly understand the word of God as you begin to apply it, to actually live according to what you've learned. And I've used this illustration before, but it's just like I can give you a book on how to shoot a bow and arrow. But in, and if you memorize the whole book, but if you don't actually get a bow in your hand and pull back an arrow on the string, you're never really going to learn how to apply what you've learned. Same way with the word of God. And I'm going to end this with um, two passages that are very, very important. Deuteronomy 6, 6, these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. And then Psalms 119.11, your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. He's kept the word in the midst of his heart. The heart is not just a blood pumping muscle in the Bible. It's really kind of the control center of, of everything. 
And what goes in the heart determines everything about the rest of your life, how you look, how, as far through your eyes, how you speak, how you act. It's all controlled by the heart. And so if you really want to have an impact on all your actions, you deal with the heart. And how do you deal with the heart? By putting the word of God in your heart. That's how you deal with it. Now, I've kind of been uh, straightforward today. Why? Because this is so important, young person. It's so very important. It all begins with the word of God. Now, in our next session, we're going to see why does it always begin with the word of God. But for now, you just need to know. Stretch yourself out to receive the word of God. Incline your ear toward the word of God. Read the word of God. Carry the word of God in your heart. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you in the next study, Lord willing. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com 